Hey, it's time for Priority Pastor. So what are you doing to protect yourself from sexual immorality or the accusation of sexual impropriety? I became a pastor just after the scandals of the late 80s, high-level televangelists getting into trouble. And since that time, there's been a steady stream. Pretty consistently, there's always someone who's recently fallen, it seems, of a rather high profile. And as I record this, there's been another one in recent months that uh, really has thrown a lot of us for a loop, a person I admire greatly. I recall pastoral methods class or pastoral leadership class in college where a denominational official came and talked to us about this very issue and he shared some of his guidelines which were incredibly strict guidelines around this whole issue of protecting yourself from sexual immorality or accusations of such and some in the class were quite uh, upset with his guidelines they seemed overly strict and why would a godly man need such guidelines? And as people were kind of responding and reacting to this, he stopped us and said, some of my classmates who I sat in these rooms with had the same mentality as you do. They thought it was ridiculous to have those guidelines, but I'm still in ministry. And many of them are not because they didn't have those guidelines. I took those words pretty seriously, and I've tried to have a fairly high standard, a pretty high standard. When it comes to vehicles, I can actually count on the fingers of one hand the times I've been in a vehicle with someone other than my wife or daughter, a, a, a female other than my wife or my daughter by myself. One was, one time I was getting driven from a, a car dealer where my vehicle was in servicing back to my office. The driver that day happened to be a lady. Another time there was a lady from our church who was in treatment for cancer pretty seriously. Her vehicle broke down two or 300 yards from the church. <laughs> and I saw her there and picked her up and drove her to the church. Those are the only two I can think of off the top of my head in my entire decades, 30 years or so of ministry. When it comes to counseling, very, very careful about that. Certainly never counseling in a building with no one else. Uh, most of the offices I've had have been well set up for, uh, you know, a appropriate level of receptionist close by, window in the office, that kind of thing. In a lot of situations due to our transitional ministry and the decisions we've made as far as Kristen's availability, she's often been involved in meetings when I've had meetings with female. In fact, in one church in particular where the church was in transition due to immorality, every meeting for quite a while that I had with a lady or even a couple my wife was present at. It was just the nature of the situation. I like the principle that, that I came across somewhere, perhaps in a, in a course somewhere, about making a decision in a moment of strength about a guideline or a system of protection that will protect you in a time of weakness. Making a decision in a time of strength that will protect you in a time of weakness. I think that's a good guideline. So, you know, when you're feeling like you're not vulnerable, when you have it all together where you, you feel, you know, somehow beyond sexual temptation, that's the time to set some guidelines so that those days and moments and times when you are feeling more vulnerable, you're protected. 
See, I know and freely confess that the wrong woman at the wrong time, in the wrong place, in the right context, I am toast. I believe that. Some people think that means, well, you must not be a very strong Christian. No. Uh, what it means is that I can't control the people that come into my life. So I can't control whether it's the right person or the wrong person. I can't control some of those timing issues, but I can control, in most cases, the place and the context. And so I'm very careful about the places and the context in which I will meet with women. We can control those. This is priority pastor. <laughs> and I think one of the big priorities we need to pay attention today is protecting ourselves our staff, our colleagues, our church leaders from sexual immorality, the accusations of immorality, putting some guidelines in place so that we are not one of those stories that just make us tremble to the core. Mm -hmm.